0: You need to be ballsy and get out there and make those connections um, because also those insights from a board member will push you forward.
1: So I'm going to (laughs) repeat it again. You need to be ballsy.
2: This is the People Masterminds podcast with leading voices on people, culture and organizational challenges in scale-ups. Welcome back to the People Masterminds podcast. In episode 43, we sat down with Noor van Boven, co-founder of Invested, to discuss the role of a people leader in the boardroom. We had so much to discuss that we decided to split the recording in two. So if you want to get all the latest scoops around how to be a true strategic people leader, make sure to catch up on episode 43 first.
1: We now continue our chat and dive a bit more into the relationship between people leaders and investors. We are still Crystal and Evelize and compliments for everyone who made it this far. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest episodes.
2: Yes, and we value your input. So please keep your ideas, tips, tricks and feedback coming by sending us a DM on LinkedIn or email at info at peoplemasterminds.com. If you want to receive a regular Brain Bites in your email inbox as well, go to peoplemasterminds.com slash Brain Bites and
1: subscribe. Okay, Noor, we have five statements for you and you can only reply with agree or disagree. Ooh. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and you,
0: like just for the listeners, I didn't get those in advance. People <laughs> always think that that's done completely prepared. But, um.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. If the chief people officer is not given a seat at the boardroom table, the only person to blame is the chief people themselves. Oh, my God, that's difficult. Agree.
1: One of the most important tasks of the chief people is to educate the board on the importance of leadership and culture. Agree.
2: Chief people officers have the tendency to suffer from the Calamero complex. Absolutely. Agree. We even Googled if this was a word in English. It exists. (laughs) so
1: cool. It exists. (laughs) People leaders not reporting to the CEO is truly a no-go. Disagree.
2: Chief people officers should have veto power over board decisions that could have detrimental impacts on the company's culture and employee well-being. Disagree. If you could pick one, which statement would you like to comment on?
1: Yeah, the all. um, uh, (laughs) You're not allowed to, nor You need to pick one. Yeah,
0: no, I get that. (laughs) Um, uh, I realize I've been a bit tough on our um, profession, but I think our biggest task is to provide insights to as a collective of an executive team make the right strategic decisions. And providing insight means guiding scenario thinking, providing benchmark and providing insights. I don't think any executive should be a single owner of these mm. topics and therefore being held responsible uh, for it to that same account or getting any veto rights or anything in that direction. So I hope that addition, I'm putting a little Soft bit of content uh, through,
1: yeah. uh, through my answers, but there were good challenges. And what skills do you believe are essential for people leaders to contribute at the board level? Um, I think it's very
0: important as a chief people officer that you're very good in conceptual thinking or at least higher level thinking, bringing different information sources and observations to the boardroom that provide true insights that people can actually act on. And that's a very specific skill set to have.
2: Could you make it a bit more concrete?
0: Yeah. Um, example is in uh, times, I already gave an example on the cost reductions yeah. and guiding scenario thinking where the executive team, eh, enabling the executive team to make trade-offs as a group. In high growth scenarios, it's about, uh, for example, providing data and insights when teams are growing disproportionately understand what the healthy ratio is between product engineering and design. And in high growth, when product is growing way faster than engineering, that you're the one providing the data and saying, hey, this ratio is now going completely off. Let's have a discussion as an executive team. Should we stall product hiring and focus more on engineering hiring to keep the balance in? It's that type of thinking
2: what uh, I'm talking about. And a very practical question, because we talk a lot about ratios, data, benchmark. Where do I get that information from?
0: Yeah, collect it yourself, but also make sure, I think every HR leader should be um, uh, connected in HR groups. And there are different ones on all levels of being an HR leader. I know there are groups uh, around Europe. This is where you can definitely already get that information but also ask through your investors for other portfolio companies. Very often portfolio companies are either at the same phase that your organization is or in the same industry because the investor focuses on investing in fintech, for example. So this is how you can start collecting uh, data. But what I did, for example, with SoundCloud, I wanted that benchmark data. I had an intern just researching Mm -hmm other tech companies and how they were growing, what the ratios were, what was the headcount per revenue in the different stages of a startup and a scale up. And that data I grew myself over time. So every time I spoke with someone, I added it to um, uh, an Excel sheet that I carried for eight years. And the data became richer and richer and richer. I just asked everyone and also shared it with everyone. Yeah. So there are enough initiatives where you can get that data. So that is some of the data, but it's also about your own trend data. A lot of the things that we identify as a people team, it's not about, well, there's one part of how is the ratio of product engineering and design, Mm -hmm. to stick to that example, compared to the outside world. But you can already have insights by tracking it for yourself inside the company and seeing that the ratio is changing and understanding why that change is yeah, happening. Is. Yeah. You don't need external data to so getting those insights. No. But another one, for example, in that framework and concept thinking is around when you're scaling internationally very quick. Probably your people team is having a lot of discussion because you just hired two people in Brazil and the GM in Brazil is telling you that everyone in Brazil has a lease car and you you don't do it anywhere. And all of a sudden you need to go overboard with benefits. I think it's the role of the people leader, the individual issues, people in your team can solve that.
1: But the people
0: leader should at one point recognize why is this such a recurring topic? Let's initiate that we have three tier system of how our country expansions go, how long does it take to go into a country, to what size are we doing it via an EOR, yeah. when are we going to offer the next level, that you have maturity stages of different countries. So it's these are just examples and how you can think. You don't have to do this for your yeah. country expansions, but just as an example on how you translate recurring operational and tactical problems and bringing a concept to the table that helps debate it on a more abstract level. There is agreement on leadership. Okay, we agree on this now with the country expansions on that three-tier system, and then you're putting it in place and it becomes very predictable, understandable for employees, leaders, managers, and solves a lot of issues. I think that's the way of thinking that if you want to become a more strategic people leader, you need to develop.
1: Thank you. Okay, it's time for some sponsor talk. Today's sponsor of the podcast is Lepaia. Lepaia helps organizations and teams level up with personalized learning programs. They're all about power skills that make a real difference, like communication and problem-solving skills.
2: Yes, and they also focus on developing first-time managers in, for example, effective coaching, goal-setting and giving feedback. These skills that keep your organization ahead of the game. With Lepaya, you'll have the greatest teams around for top performance.
1: Most Kalebs have investors and these can be actively involved. chief people can be a very important stakeholder towards investors. And working with investor boards is challenging, but can also be very rewarding and fruitful, helping the organization move forward. And investors tend to focus on financial updates and business updates. So how to make that people topic equally important?
0: Yeah, it's a great um, uh, question. And traditionally, I think uh, what you're saying is completely right. right? Like you would have one board member who understood that actually it's good to also ask about the organization. So they would ask some hiring and uh, retention uh, data. Um, But they only would really ask questions when there are press releases about you as an employer. What we are luckily seeing uh, shift is that more and more boards have uh, seen change, is that companies in hyper growth were failing because they were growing not in a sustainable way. So yeah. all of a sudden, quite a few of VCs were confronted with, oh, actually, it's really important what's happening in that people and orc element. And I think what helps is when we as people leaders are also helping the board, what is relevant data to check to know about this, right? Is attrition data is, of course, important. But we can proactively provide different information and data points that um, uh, are insightful and trigger different ways of thinking within that board. So think about productivity measurements, effectiveness measurements, um, reputation uh, updates, right? Your your glassdoor reviews and, yeah. and things that uh, stand out. But also the board, for example, right? Like how is your wage bill increasing? Um, educating the board and supporting with certain choices. For example, boards are very often or at least one board member involved when you're making an offer to your first executives mm-hmm. or executive later on, on executive packages. And that very often is the first person uh, or the first layer to make more money than founders that you're getting into yeah. a very different range of pay. And what they don't understand is that it's not only that one of increase of that salary because you're hiring now an executive for 200,000 while 100,000 was was the the highest salary so far a person who's making 200,000 very easily is going to hire direct reports that they are very comfortable hiring up to 150,000. So that increase will, will also increase that wage bill much more significantly. And if you're tracking that with your first executive hire, when you're having conversations with a board member about the salary package of that second hire, you can say... That's great. I think that that makes sense to make that offer. And this is looking at what we've seen before in the other area, what it will mean with probably the evolution of that wage bill. So you can start building in transactional moments. You can start really having that conversation a little bit more in depth with a board member to show more context and more information around uh, that data. And then that board member will probably next time ask, hey, how are we going with that wage Mm -hmm. bill trending? People cost is one of the most important um, cost measurements, especially in a hardcore tech organization. The two levers are people and marketing cost. You should be the owner of that people cost lever. And every time that they are having that conversation around, very ugly phrase, the best bang for buck, (laughs) you should be in the room to be
1: able to explain that and also how that's increasing. And you make them hungry for more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: And you were just talking about productivity and effectiveness. Yeah. Well, How, yeah, how so, can you measure that?
0: Yeah, so one of those trends around people versus uh, revenue that mm-hmm. we've spoken about before, but also in the context of unit economics and the trend of the wage bill versus whatever the output measurements are, in your organization it's a good one to have a discussion with the founder about like we've worked with a logistic company who said like oh interesting i actually would like people cost in correlations to to packages shipped right so it doesn't really matter what the equation of that formula is you need to do what makes sense for you but start educating the board on like this is how we can see whether we are really effectively building out the system in relation to the output is really important. Then the last piece that we are currently having a lot of opportunity is that, of course, there's a very strong focus on profitability. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the focus that we currently have on profitability and the path of profitability, that's never a just a path of profitability towards the company being profitable. Of course, it's an overarching goal. Underneath, there are always discussions on how do we get this product profitable or this feature profitable or this location profitable or this country profitable. And helping that understand yourself what the different P&Ls are doing and what the dynamic is of the employee cost in that P&L contributing to the profit will also help you putting that into context, right? And very often in profitable markets, your people costs are also getting much more stable than in a -hmm. product or a country or a business line where you still need to make investments. And if you can show the trends in those different areas to the board and present also how it's trending from a people cost perspective will get you in a very different dynamic with the board where the board will ask more and more often if you can come in mm-hmm. to guide those conversations. Yeah, that's
1: the hungerness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. insightful.
2: What is, in your opinion, the ideal relationship of a chief People with the investor board? It's a difficult one, I have to
0: say, especially when you're becoming more later stage and pre-IPO. Yeah. There are scenarios where you can get a little bit in between the founders and the board. Yeah. Um, and which, which is challenging, right? Because then the board, more late stage might also evaluate, like, is the founder still the right person Mm -hmm. person for the operator seat uh, that they're holding? Whatever that operator seat is. It can be the CEO, that's what we immediately think about, but that also happens when a founder is the CTO or the chief product officer, right? Like, those conversations are happening. And then a board will try to get company insight also through the CHRO.
2: Yeah. Yeah, where lies your loyalty then? That can be quite tricky.
0: Yeah, that's very tricky. And I think it's very, very important as a chief people officer to be transparent to all parties around that and explain the different dynamics. So I've been there as a CHRO, but also in our current business with Invested, we guide boards on uh, founder transitions and we guide founders on founders transitions because don't underestimated we also very often get founders who want to get out of their operators role <laughs> and the <laughs> yeah. boards want to keep them We've in been there. that's also challenging <laughs> yeah, right yeah, it's So also the other
2: way around yeah. yeah
0: and it can help to have an external advisor who comes from a chro background yeah. help navigate that landscape because as an as a chro you also have a double role you can be um, uh, caught in the middle it depends a little bit on your own relationships and with the board and with your founders um, where you can play that role yourself
2: yeah yeah absolutely yeah but it can be tricky also from my experience that if the founder or the ceo is making I don't know decisions that could harm the company or are fully not in line with the culture what do you do then
0: yeah, and that, that is tricky. We would always advise boards to have active uh, direct relationships with the entire executive team so that they will have much more of a 360 overview not only related to one person. And I would also recommend CHROs to encourage that, right? So sometimes it's also good to design for voices to be heard instead of always being the voice yourself only, right? In organizations that are scaling, I found it always very helpful, a bit of a sidetrack, but I'll come back to the, the core topic, when we have a quarterly board meeting to make sure that they do a quick Q&A with all staff. So that the all staff also has visibility on the investors and the board and the investors can give much more mm-hmm. from an objective perspective uh, insights in what's happening in the ecosystem. So it's good for employees, like as an executive team, you can... Use it as a way to provide more context of what you're going through with your organization at that moment in time. But the other side effect is that very often afterwards they connect to employees, employees who are seeing things that they think the board should know, are telling the board. So it's another way of of, of giving the board a bit more insights in the
1: dynamics of that are happening. And what is your final piece of advice for chief people who struggle finding their way with the investor board
2: or who still need to find their way.
0: Yeah and it's not always easy um, but find an an access point so it could be when you're hiring an executive it's always a good moment to engage with a board member but you need an entrance somewhere but it could also be around investors are in general on multiple boards. Yeah. Right. And they see a lot of different companies and they like the people with egos. They also like acknowledgement of their knowledge and their network that they have. So tap into that. Ask them like, hey, I know you're coming over next week for the board meeting. Can we have lunch? I'm really curious what's happening in the ecosystem. At the moment, for example, a lot of companies are going to down rounds or, or Lowering valuation. And as a CHRO, you might need to navigate how to handle employees with questions around ESOP now that the valuation is lowering. Go to that board member, ask them, do you have portfolio companies who went through that? Uh, It has happened in the US way more often than in Europe. Like, ask them, do you have context that I can leverage? Can I just bounce off some things from you that you're seeing in the ecosystem and how we can lend it?
1: So it's be... also about guts finding that entrance. And maybe yeah. this also goes back to that Calimero complex that we discussed. And yeah. Well, we didn't discuss it. It was a statement. Yeah. And you uh, agreed with it uh, because maybe sometimes we feel like we are not the people doing that. But why? Why is that? Why? Why is this profession so humble? And is it?
0: Yeah, and uh, I think the nature is a bit in that we are a support function. Yeah. And for a long time, our role was mainly making other people happy, right? So that always puts you in a yeah. very serving yeah, uh, position, position software, yeah, yeah. where it feels uncomfortable so to step out taking the yeah. stage, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But it's and you don't need to do it all time long and you can do it in a way that's most comfortable for you on a topic that is comfortable for you. But getting out there, if you want to be really on a leading, strategic, people leader role, you need to be ballsy and get out there and make those connections. um, Because also those insights from a board member will push you
1: forward. So you need to be ballsy. Make sure that you heard this. So I'm going to repeat it again. (laughs) You need to be ballsy. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Noor, thank you so much for being our guest. It was super insightful to learn more from your experiences. Cool. If you want to catch the best parts of our podcast and more, head over to peoplemasterminds.com slash brainbites and subscribe to our regular Brain Bites. And if you already subscribed, you'll get them delivered straight into your inbox. If you loved listening to this episode, make sure to rate it in your go-to podcast app and subscribe today if you haven't already that way you'll never miss out on the latest episodes and more people can discover us thank you for listening and stay tuned for more